Hello everyone, good afternoon. My name is Patrick. I want to welcome you officially to the Breaking Forth the Prophetic Files edition for the month of July. Um, the purpose of these um, short and this 30 minute message is just really to encourage the saints, especially those who are going through a phase in life. I know that this dispensation where we are in, there's a, there is a proliferation of the word of God. But, you know, sometimes you just need the word to encourage you, the word to strengthen, the word to let you know that, you know, you're not alone. Because sometimes even the best of us do get weary. We start asking God questions, you know, asking why are things not manifesting? How long will these things be? How long do I have to wait? How long do I have to go through this phase of life? These things are important for, for us to find answers. You know, as much as it is that we just want to do God's work, we also want you to know that there are people out there who God has raised for such a time like this to bring about a word of in due season to encourage you, to strengthen you, and to comfort you on every side. I remember a story that Adeboe told of how he, at a particular point, he got weary and he felt that nobody was appreciating, appreciative of what he was doing. And, you know, he kept, you know, he kept speaking about at the point he wanted to give up that he was laboring for people and he wasn't feeling any form of appreciation. And then he said the following day, when he slept and woke up, somebody came to meet him, a little girl, and the little girl gave him a cake. I didn't know, and then, although, although he didn't like cakes very much, but he had to just eat that particular cake. And then when he finished eating it, the Lord now told him that, can you see that I am mindful of you and I do appreciate what it is that you are doing. So I, I understand when it is that times you are expectant of something, but you're not seeing it. I just want to use this message to encourage many of you and to welcome you to the month of the Breaking Forts. My name is Patrick and I am the lead pastor of the Earthworker Ministries International, one online-based ministry here in Lagos. And we do move around preaching the gospel of Jesus. We have a commission to raise men, teach equipment for the end time by the power of the Holy Spirit. And um, if you want to reach out if you want to talk you can always send an email to us at um, the earthworker ministries at gmail.com let me start again the earthworker ministries at gmail.com or you can send a, a whatsapp message um, text message to my personal phone number 0818-448-0001 0818-448-0001 and for those of you who are in diaspora listening from other countries just add 234 so you have plus 234-818-448-0001 thank you Holy Spirit for those who will get this message thank you Lord that at the time where they will need to hear this message this message will be available for them to hear Lord I've obeyed and I've sent forth your word Bible said that we can cast our bread on many waters Lord, I'm casting my bread on this platform as you have instructed. And I'm asking that Spirit of God, every man, every woman, every child, no matter how mature they are, no matter at what state they find themselves, at this stage, whenever they hear this word, they are built, they are strengthened, they are encouraged, and they are edified by your Spirit in the mighty name of Jesus. Sati, Lord, as this message goes, that person who have been pondering what is the purpose of this call, what is the purpose of this call, and Lord, I'm asking that, 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 that this person hears this message, the Lord, that the purpose of this call is for his name to be glorified. 
the Lord said I should tell her, if I be lifted up, I will draw men to me. Make me the focus. I know you have needs. I know you have what I know you have. I know you have expectations, says the Lord. But God said, make me the focus. And you will see that I am a God that owes no man. I owe no man. I owe no man. Remember, I'm the one that is able to give exceedingly abundantly above all you could ever imagine or ask by the power that is at work in you. I desire to, to bless you. I desire to, to, to bless you in the way I've spoken in the scriptures. That's why I've given to you all things pertaining to life and godliness. Lord, I thank you. I know that those who have heard this word are edified and they are built. Lord, I pray for anyone who is having irregular heart palpitations. Lord, today by your spirit, they are built up. They are healed permanently in the mighty name of Jesus. There is peace upon their hearts in the name. There's somebody here. The Lord has to tell you that the reason why you're having that excessive palpitation is because the Lord is calling you into a ministry of intercession. That's why sometimes you feel as if your heart is always beating fast and you're asking what is the problem. You can be people are laughing, but they need to feel a burden. Lord, that you tell that the purpose of that burden is for you to pray, intercede, and to, uh, as he speaks to you, you would know. It's that you tell you that the people that he will lead you to or you will take to pray for, you may not know them physically, but along the line, your path would cross, and then you understand. If you need clarity on this message, please reach out. Thank you, Father Lord. I know you've answered in Jesus' mighty name we've prayed. Amen. Father, we bless you. Eternal Excellency, we glorify you. We thank you for this session, Lord God, um, of the breaking for the prophetic files. Holy Spirit of God, you have deemed that this month for us as a ministry is a month of the breaking forth. My Lord, my God, even in this short exhortation and uh, and the prophetic, I'm asking that the hearts of the saints, the defied and built up, that they begin to see correctly in line with the lens of the Spirit in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, I yield myself totally to you. Grant me all trances. All trances. Show me the things that are hidden in the hearts of men. And let my word become pinpointing, piercing, and deflating wrong doctrines, wrong thoughts, and wrong mindsets that your will is established in their hearts in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, I thank you. Blessed be your name in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Good afternoon, everyone. And welcome to um, today's teaching. So the Lord gave me an instruction towards the beginning of the month that this, I should for the next um, 22 days, 20. I should be speaking about breakthrough, breaking forth, what it means to break forth. Breaking through and breaking forth are two different things. Okay? So but uh, so the focus is on breaking breaking forth. I like how the um, other translation of which they, they call it um, springing forth. Okay? Um, springing forth. You know, um, all the most all the scriptures that supports this is what is written in Isaiah 54, verse 3. Where he said that he shall, shall spring forth, he shall break forth, and then he shall expand to the left and he shall expand to the right. Hallelujah. So today I'll be speaking about what it means to break forth in the area of business. Okay, so what do we need to break forth? Break forth means to be forcefully separated from the usual and moving forward in time, in place, and in degrees. Okay, in other words, it means to break free from the status quo. And coming out in view into a higher place or position. So breaking forth, simply put, is also a forceful advancement in a positive direction. Okay? The Bible speaks of when David 
told his men that he, oh, he longed to drink from the waters of his of his hometown and how his his men went in there to go and bring a, a place. The, 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 what the Bible used there, he said that as they were fighting, they were able to break forth from the midst of people who are surrounded them. They were able to scoop the water and they were able to fight their way until they came and gave David that particular, what they call it, water, which of course, remember, David never drank, but David fought forth as a libation before God. But when people, when, when we come to business, many of us are very, you know, picky. You are picky when it comes to business. So you, you hear things like, um, um, let's leave God aside. This is not business. Let, let us talk with common sense. Make a reason. Um, let us put God aside. And it begs you to, to ask the question that, does God have a problem with us doing business? Does does God not want our business to prosper? You know, a lot of people, I know believers, some believers will say, ah, this one our business. Make, make, make a reason. Um, let us say, um, Let's not follow that um, direction. Let us, let, us, let us reason these things. And you see, that is why a lot of businesses fail. You see, God is particular about the, the works of the hands of his children. I'll say it again. God is particular about the works of your hands. God desires that the works of your hands prosper. And there are scriptural evidences to prove that God is very intentional about the prosperity of the businesses of the saints. God is intentional about the prosperity of the businesses of the saints. God does, is not like a daftical. God is not saying that, oh, your soul responds to go and win the souls. No. And that was why for a very long time, when we saw people or we see people having money many years back, the first thing that we see then is that we start quoting scriptures. We start telling them that love of money is the root of all evil. Let me tell you the truth. A poor man can love money. A rich man can love money. It is, a, it is injurious to both of them. Materialism is not only for the rich. A poor man can be materialistic. A rich man, a rich woman can be materialistic. It is not defined by the state, by the status of the individual. So some people, they are so materialistic, they are acquiring things that they, did not, they do not have, they do not want to use. That is why you see a love of money being poor. Proliferate, proliferating the system that we live in. Young people want to stay in the best place so that they can boost about it. That's not what God is doing. God's kind of business is a productive business in which your business becomes a blessing to others. Hallelujah. So I said before that God is actually mindful of the works of your hands. And the works of your hands means business. You see, the works of your hands is what you use your hand to do. You must call it Yeshua the things you do with your hand, God is mindful of those things. You see, there is no, you see, I, I want you to understand that the correlation between, for a believer, not an unbeliever, there is a correlation for the believer with obedience and business. <clears throat> obedience and business for a believer must go hand in hand. You cannot separate it. You cannot separate your love for God from business. It's not possible. They must go hand in hand. And I will show you from scriptures what I mean when I say it is God's will that you and I prosper, especially in the area of business. So this, this afternoon, I'll be, I'll be showing you from the scriptures something that, you know, I've looked at for a while, but I've not seen. I've seen, actually, but now I understand better. As somebody who was born in the business, I understand better. So I want us to open to 
Deuteronomy 28. I'll be reading from verse 3 to 8. Deuteronomy 28 from verse 3 to 8 is a scripture that many of you know. The scripture that speaks of the blessings and the curses if the children of God walk in obedience and disobedience respectively. So I'll be reading Deuteronomy 28. See what um, Moses was saying there. He said, he said from verse 1, I shall come to pass if you diligently obey the words of the Lord your God to observe carefully all his commandments which I command you today, that the Lord your God will set you high above all the nations of the earth, and these blessings shall come upon you and overtake you because you obey the voice of your Lord, of the Lord your God. Okay? Then he goes further. He says, um, Blessed shall you be in the city, and blessed shall you be in the country. The city and the country are two different places. The city where you do business is blessed. The country where you do it is blessed. You cannot, be, cannot come and be farming in Lagos State, in Lekki. It will not work. Those that have farms go to the countryside or go to the um, developing areas or places where they do not have all these things to go and, process, to go and do what they need to do. That's what it means. That God will bless you in the city, and you shall be blessed, and shall you and blessed shall you be in the country. Verse four: Say, blessed shall be the fruit of your body. So you see, God is particular about people. Some people will say that, oh, because God has not given me children, it means that God, God, God not want to give me children. No, that's not God's plan. See, there, God said that blessed shall be the fruit of your body. Okay, that means the fruit. That means the children that come out are blessed. So you see, God is saying that your body is blessed. At the same time. What comes out of your body is also blessed. Now, it goes further. It says, the produce of your ground. The produce of your ground. So what you have planted, what is supposed to germinate, what is supposed to bring forth, God is saying it is blessed. I said, and the increase of your head, the increase of your cattle, and the offspring of your flocks. Three different things. The increase of your heads. That means, if you have ten animals, God wants you to have heads of animals. So you can have like 20, 40, 60. It is God's plan for prosperity for you. And the increase of your cattle, that means the animals in those heads, they were called a head of goats, a head of sheep, a head of cow. God is saying that the number of your head should increase. He's saying that the animals in your head should increase. See the last part. Said, and the offspring of your flocks, that means God also wants the offsprings of your, of your, of your flocks. That means the children that come out of the the union between two animals is also what is also blessed. Now, verse five says that blessed shall be your basket and your kneading bowl. Verse six, are you saying that blessed shall be your basket and your kneading bowl? Your basket is what you use to reap the harvest. Your kneading bowl is what you use. It's a tool of office for you to make bread. You must have a kneading bowl to make bread. So God is saying that even the tools of your office are blessed. Are you seeing that God is particular about you? Let, now, let me bring this down. Your basket is what you see to see the harvest. So, somebody, you are a big layer. And somebody come and tell that, ah, this is a big layer. Um, what you, I want you to come and do work for me. And the person pays you. What is that? Your basket is where you store. The, 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 the harvest is where you store it. But now, God now says that. He says the instruments of your being a big layer. He said he also blesses it. That's, that's what he's saying there. He said, I'm blessed shall be your basket and your kneading bowl. Let me tell you something I don't understand. A couple of months back, years back, I was privy to certain information about all these occult people and how those who, 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 who use iron make a sacrifice to a dog to the god of iron. 
where do you think they got it from? Why do they sacrifice to iron? Because iron is the tool of their trade. Do you understand? Iron is the tool of their trade. Some of them they will even use nails to scratch them on the head so that you see when they are when they are walking, the instruments not injure them. I've seen it several times. I've had the, had the uh, um, a townsman who will come and many instruments kill animal for us, and you'll be cutting um, what they call it, and you get you keep saying that um, my baby meal in Igbo. What that means is that a knife does not cut water. And I've seen the knife hit him in his hand, and nothing would happen. Of course, I knew it wasn't too masculine accent, the rest of them. But I'm telling you that this, that's what they are doing in scriptures. God said, He said, and your needing bowl is blessed. So if you are a baker, if you are a tailor, the instrument of your of your business, it is already blessed. So you can speak to your instrument that instruments you are blessed today. You can speak the word of God over those instruments. Why? Because God has decreed them blessed. Provided you are working in obedience. You cannot be ripping somebody off and expect your business to prosper. Is a lie. It will not prosper. It will prosper for a while. But at the end, there are many consequences that will, that will come. And I will explain those consequences because today is part one. Tomorrow will be part two. But I want you to understand this. Verse... Um, Verse um, 6. Okay. Verse 6 now says, Blessed shall be you when you come in, and blessed shall be you when you go out. Are you seeing that? So if you go out for your daily labor, it is blessed. If you are coming back from your daily labor, it is also blessed. So when you are going out, when you, you, may, and you may say that I maybe I'm not going out because I'm not I'm not in a nine to five job. See, your house is your office. If you're a tailor, if you're a baker, and um, if you are a social media person and you work from home, so far you have an instrument that you used to work, even if it's your handset, I'm telling you, that uh, that instrument is blessed. That instrument is what you used to go out, is what you used to come in. Whatever you used to conduct business, God has designed it for it for you to be blessed as you go out. And it must bring in returns for you. Are you seeing that? So God is saying, blessed is your basket, number one. Blessed is your needing for your instrument. And now you use that needing boat to go out, you are blessed. <laughs> you use that needing boat to come back home, you are what you are blessed. Are you seeing that in your business, God wants you to break forth? God is mindful of you. God is intentional about the works of your hands. Because let me tell you the truth. Without the works of your hands, what increase can you bring to the house of God? Think about it. Because you know that when God was speaking here, God was speaking to a nation that was agricultural. Their way of doing things was agricultural. So you will see the technology he used. I will go further. He says, the Lord will cause your enemies who rise against you to be defeated. How does this fit into the equation of business? Let me tell you, when you start business, there are certain people around you who are doing other diabolical activities to frustrate your business. I remember a woman that woke up one day. And she was telling, us, telling me that, ah, so I woke up one day and what happened to you? I came and I saw the woman next to me. We both tell the same things. I started selling first. When she, she was selling something else, when she was making profit, she switched her over to my own business. I didn't bother her. She had a customer that had my customers. So that her customers would come when she's not around. And they said, no, that you can't even see this woman buy from her. But it, it was never enough for the woman. And the woman was out to frustrate. So I woke up and I said that there was blood sprinkled by my door. And I simply laughed. I took water and I washed it all off. 
and now come out see charms hanging by my doors. I knew it was this woman that was the one doing it. Because at the particular part, you stop greeting me when those things did not happen to me. You think you think you're the only priest in that particular area. A believer is a priest where he is. You also have priests where you are. You have your own God, they have their own God. When there is a contention, there's a contest of gods in that particular prayer, and you are the priest of the most high. So they will come. It is their work. It will never stop. Because the enemy does not want you to prosper. So God is saying here, He says, the Lord will curse your enemies. Are you seeing it? The Lord is an intentional act that if the enemy should ever arise, because see, the enemies will rise up against you. He said, but you will cause the enemies who were against you to be defeated before your face. The woman was still doing all the things she was doing. When this woman said, Madam, I want you to pray one prayer. I want to pray. And then the woman, the other woman fell ill and stopped coming to the market. This man still did not get it. This woman was a, a, attends the one of the big churches in Nigeria here. And this woman, during the, um, one of their programs, study programs, which was pushed for like five, six days, this woman decides to go for the program. And all her customers that came, they were saying, I'm not here, I'm in the camp for the program. I will not be around. You know what the customer said? The woman was open, she was sick, she was open. All of them said they will not buy from that woman. She was saying that back mind said, no, madam, we'll buy from you, not buy from your neighbor. The one we bought from her, he gave us issues. What was the man selling? Tires. That was she was selling, car tires. And then, when the, when the woman came back the following, she didn't even come back on Monday the following day. She came back on Tuesday after she had rested. That her customers were bombarded. This woman had to call and say, what are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? You are not serving God. You are putting your hand in all those things and you are beginning to try to afflict me. You don't know that my, I, am, I, am, I am above what you are doing. I am a child of God. So you see, that's what God is saying here. He said that uh, they shall come against you one way and flee before you seven ways. He went to that woman, that shop, she passed out. <laughs> As a matter of fact, the woman used the woman's shop to expand. So she now has two shops in that particular place because the woman could not meet up. So you see, if you are doing business, there is a certainty that people will rise against you. But you must understand that according to Micah 4 5, he said, A people, the people answer unto the name of their gods. But we will answer unto the name of our God forever and ever. That means people answer to the name of the deity they serve. But we answer to the name of our God, who is the creator of heaven and earth. Tell me, who is more superior? A deity that was taken from a tree that God created and carved, giving eyes but cannot see, giving ears but cannot hear, giving legs but cannot walk, but is being friend by a demon. Please tell me in the Bible, at what point in time is a demon greater than God? It's not possible. And if you understand this, that he that is above is above all, you will understand that the frequency at which you are operating, operating from is greater than the frequency they are operating under. Why? Because Christ has finished the work. And the Bible calls that the believer is an overcomer. The believer is a what? An overcomer. The believer may be attacked, but the believer is not under attack. Why? Because Christ has overcome the world. Hallelujah, somebody. Are you seeing that? And then he goes further. He says, the Lord will command the blessing on your in your store, on you, in your storehouses. Are you seeing that? The, I, look at, I, I like the word he used, the Bible used there. He said, the Lord will command the blessing. That means there is a, an angel behind blessing. There's an angel, there's a power. Be, so God will give his command. To do what? To bless on you in your storehouses. So where you are, where your where your business is, God has given angels charge. You can even give them. I don't want to go into that one today, God. I don't want to be discussing that one. God can give them 
are giving them power and charge, command to do what to ensure that you are blessed in your storehouses. And then he goes for that. He said, This one I'm going to set all that your hands set out to do, he will bless you in the land which the Lord your God is giving you. If the Lord is giving you a bleba, if the Lord is giving you Suleri, if the Lord is giving you national stadium, if the Lord is giving you a, a mall, I'm telling you, he's giving you a corner side store. He's saying you should be selling oranges there in bars and in box or in granite. I'm telling you that if you do what God says you should do, this scripture is fulfilled for you automatically. Hallelujah. When your focus is on undue profit, you will never have peace of mind. If your focus is on undue profit, you will never have peace of mind. I'll give an example. I used to work in Computer Village. I was doing business there and I was trying to establish my own when the call for ministry came. So I had to put everything on that guard and then focus on what God has called me to do. Not an easy decision, but I bless God that I am in a place where I find joy, fulfillment, and happiness. Remember today we are speaking about breaking forth in business. So that day, I remember I, I, I looked at a trend that was common with those people in the computer village. If you are here and you are listening to this podcast, you, you know what I'm saying is true. A lot of people in computer village have high blood pressure. You cannot have you cannot love money and have peace. Like, like not possible. I will say it again. You cannot love money and have peace. I remember somebody I worked with. Every time he was always shouting. He had I'm saying I'm not saying his money was in 10 million. I'm saying his money was in 600 million or 700 million. But he was a very unhappy and a miserable fellow. He was so miserable that with everything he had, he would make the life of everyone working around him bad. So imagine your company is valued at 600 million, 700 million by an international, what they call it, um, evaluation company. And you cannot pay your staff very well. You see, when you make money your God, it will not prosper you. And that is why I noticed that many of them have high blood pressure. Sometimes they will have stroke. Sometimes they will just die. You know what killed them. You know why? Because that place there, this number one deity or what people worship in computer village is money. Mammon is a god in computer village. And you see, when mammon is giving credence, undue and unscrupulous means will become the order of the day. As a believer, your way of doing business must distinguish you. So, so let us cut this nonsense of saying that uh, when it comes to let we leave God aside. I've shown you now from scriptures that God is mindful about your business, about how you do your business and the way you do them. And I'm, I'm, I know you'll be saying that, uh, uh, that that is Old Testament. What about New Testament? If Jesus Christ came, what Jesus Christ, I will show what Jesus Christ did. In the account of Luke chapter 5, from verse 1, Luke 5, verse 1, I want you to see what Jesus Christ um, did. Luke chapter 5. He says, once when he was standing on the shore of Legionaceres, the crowd was pushing on him to, to hear on him to better hear the word of God. I'm reading from the message translation. He said, he noticed two boats tied up. The fisherman had just left them and were scrubbing their nets. He came into the boat that was Simon's and asked him to put out the beauty from the shore. Sitting there, using the boat for a pulpit, he thought to the, he thought to the crowd. Now, you will see that this boat belonged to Simon. Even, I mean, this is, this is proof that even when Simon was a disciple of Jesus Christ, Simon was still doing business and, and also servicing, coming to the service of Christ. Because yeah, that one belongs to what? Simon. Now, look at it again. I'll read that. Uh, he climbed into the boat that was Simon's 
and asked him to put out a little from the shore. Sitting there, using the boat for a pulpit, he taught the crowd. When he finished, he said, Simon, push out into the deep and let your nets out for a catch. Are you seeing that? Now, Jesus Christ was in, he wasn't able to show Peter how to do business and watch what he did. So Peter said, Simon, Simon said, Master, we've been fishing hard all night though, and haven't caught even a minnow. But if you say so, I will let out the nets. It was no sooner than the, that this was done, a huge haul of fish, straining the nets past capacity. They waited their other partners in the boat to come help them. They filled both boats, nearly swamping them with the catch. Now Peter, when he saw it, fell to his knees before Jesus. Master, leave. I am a sinner. I can't handle this holiness. Leave me to myself. When they pulled in that catch of fish, all overwhelmed Simon and every with him. It was the same with James and John, Zebedee's son, co-workers with Simon. Jesus said to Simon, There is nothing to fear. From now on, you will be fishing for men and women. Then they pulled up, they put their boats up to the beach, left them, nets and all, and followed him. I did not follow him before, they were following him. But you see, they saw something. They saw that there was a, a more excellent way for them to do business. And that, that way of doing business was God's way. Peter had told all night. Peter had done what he thought he knew. Peter had applied all the skills and techniques he knew in hunting fishes. See, Peter said he had told all night. Why had he told all night? According to the fisherman's book, night is the time where fish comes to the surface because the tide would have risen. That is the best time to catch fishes. And Peter had casted his nets all night. I hope you understand that Peter was not a lazy person. For you to be casting nets all night, it requires skills for you to cast nets. So imagine he will cast his net as big as it was. And then he will pull the nets, pull it and pull it. If you see a fisherman's hands, you will see that his hands are filled with cuts. His hands are callosed. They are callosed because every single time it requires muscles for him to do what he was doing. Peter had toiled all night. I'm telling somebody here by the power of the Holy Spirit. You may have toiled all night for your business. Sir. You may have employed everything you know for your business. Sir. You may have applied all the books that you have read. Sir. But I'm telling you now by the Spirit of God, that there is a more excellent way. And that excellent way is Jesus. Sir. God wants you to do business sir, in line with how he wants it to be done. It's not how you want it to be done. I'm telling you that people who are doing business sir, in this dispensation, they are men, believers, the saints, sir, who are doing this in this dispensation, are doing to the best of their understanding and they're doing to the power of the Holy Spirit. And I'm telling you, they have not made a loss. They have not suffered one sickness. They have not been bedridden. They don't even have high blood pressure. Why? Because they have placed their trust in Him. Jesus Christ said, cast your burdens upon me. Even your business burden, cast it upon Jesus. Why? For He cares. That is where I'm going to. I want you to understand, my brothers and sisters, that as you are doing this business, do not do this business without the Holy Spirit. Do not do this without divine instruction. I told you earlier on that there is a correlation between obedience and business. You cannot do business in the kingdom without working obedience. It's not possible. There are days in business. I've seen it happen to me several times when I was doing business. And a customer would come. I know that the customer, what the customer has is exactly what he's saying. I know by the Spirit of God. I don't know men after the flesh. I know them by the Spirit. I know what they are doing. I know that all they have is that amount. I will sell at a loss. I would hear the Holy say, son, sell. I would say, no problem. I'm at my, I told my, my person I was working with, let's tell, he said, no. Ah, but oh, why? This one, that one, he was shouting. 
I said, you will see what God will do. Beloved, one hour later, the profit I made from two transactions was seven times from one transaction. That means it was 14 times what I made in that one. I made seven times from one transaction, send the other 14 times. I'm telling you, these people just came and said, I want this, I want this, I want this. I stood in the price. When the thing said, I like the way you have sold to us. I want to add, I want to give you something. The person went out to share money to all the staff and give me a, a certain amount of money. I have seen relationships being built because I obey the Holy Spirit rather than obeying my leading of the flesh. Beloved, I want to stop, I want to stop here today. And tomorrow I will be able to pray and bless many of you in this area of business. I want you to open your mind. I want you to, to yield yourself to the leaders of the Holy Spirit. You cannot be a believer. You cannot be a believer and not and not and not apply yourself to, to the leadings of the Holy Spirit. I'll be telling you a story of a man who, who, who committed his business to the hand of the Lord and what God was able to do with the man's business. So today I pray for you. If you are here and perhaps you have in one way or the other, God gave you an instruction. I love it when God says that, ah, my son, my daughter, pay attention to my word. Incline your ears to my Learn on the path from your ears, look upon day and night. Yes, God is saying that to you. But you start the business. But along the line, you start to employ your own tactics. You start hearing what other people are doing. And then you left the God-ordained blueprint that God has given to you for your business. And you start to apply it by doing what others are doing. You have deviated from the instruction that God has given to you. You have walked out of the path of obedience in line with your own blueprint. And you are working on the path of disobedience in line with another person's blueprint. If you are here, I pray by the message of God that you are overturned back to the path of obedience in the name of Jesus. I pray that you are aligned back to the initial will and initial plan for God over our business for you in the mighty name of Jesus. I do not care that if you are at the point of shame, if you are at the point of loss, I pray that by the power of the Holy Spirit, your eyes are opened, your eyes are opened, and by the mercies of God, you are restored back to the initial plan, to the initial will, to the initial forecast, to the initial blueprint, to the initial leading that God has planned in God for you in the name of Jesus. And if you are here, you are working in a due means, you are using unholy, you are using corrupt skills to conduct business. You are treating people. I'm asking that God shows you mercy. And if, that, if in any way you are here and you are sick because the way you are doing your business, you are not giving joy, glory to God. I pray that by the message of God you are restored. Tomorrow, I'll be praying over a lot of businesses and I'll be releasing the prophecy. I'll be speaking as the Spirit of God gives me utterance to the center. I pray that as you listen to this, your heart is blessed, your heart is quickened, and that you know the excellency of God's will in you, for you, in the mighty name of Jesus. I pray that you come into the depth, left and breast of the riches of his glory, of his inheritance for you. Because God's desire is that you prosper in all things, even as your soul prospers. God bless you. I wish to see you again tomorrow. And I, I this a breakfast series and this business. And I pray that you prosper and be in good health in Jesus' name. Amen.